3: Well, hello there, White Sox fans. My name is Brett Ballantini, at least for the remaining few seconds of this podcast before my laptop decides to incinerate, and I will no longer be with you hosting the Southside Sox podcast number 133, and Crystal O'Keefe will take up the mantle and talk about, hey, wait, I decided I need to come here and be part of this podcast when... What is there to say? I certainly have nothing to say. Anyway, you're stuck with me and six of my very closest friends from Southside Sox. We are going to be discussing the 2022 winter meetings, uh, during which the White Sox did very little. What little they did, we'll discuss in the second half of this show. So if you want to skip right to that because you only want to hear about White Sox news, what is wrong with you? Uh, you can do that because we'll be talking White Sox and complaining White Sox in the second half of this. Uh, however, um, because I have so little to say and because again, my time on this planet is short. Uh, let's just kick off talking about what has been <laughs> billion or billions of dollars being spent uh, here so far in this off season. Um, first of all, a uh, hats off to Melissa Sage Bullenbach, who has sort of become our winter meetings beat writer, three straight stories uh, each evening. Uh, thank you so much, Melissa, especially thankless when you know there is no hope of your team doing anything. Uh, and today's story with the, um, um White Sox news insert here, uh, parenthetical, uh p- particularly delicious and humorous twist because at this point, rinse, repeat, nothing really to say about the White Sox. Uh that said, Aaron Judge uh just Wednesday evening signs a forty million dollar year contract, stays in New York. Uh Respect, did you think there's any chance, uh uh Melissa or anyone else there that uh he was gonna skip to San Francisco or San Diego? And uh he's still in the American League. Uh, hitting those Goldilocks baseballs. Uh, what do we think about Aaron Judge remaining a uh, a rival to the White Sox for the next decade? As well, soon following as John oh, go ahead. tweeted.
5: Oh, <laughs> as soon as John tweeted that out, there was a possibility <laughs> that he'd be going to the Giants. I was like, all right, well, That's he's okay. staying in New York. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, reverse magic eight ball, Melissa.
5: Yeah, just
2: really following like the feed of like pretty much minute by minute what was going on at the winter meetings and when that kind of started about san francisco and the fact that he is a california boy i thought i i thought there was a pretty good chance that it was going to happen yeah. um that you know he wanted to be out there and the west coast and the warm weather and kind of a fresh start and i thought it kind of made sense but evidently he wants to be el capitan so off to new york he is
6: i i thought it would have been fun I thought it would have been fun to, to see a big name like Judd. Like, I mean, we've seen. I mean, I'll, basically every every almost every big free agent has has changed teams except for Judge. But it's like when you've got that much money on the table for that good of a player, it's sometimes you know refreshing to see them be like, I I want to go somewhere else. You know, some change of scenery. You know, fuck with the National League for ten years.
7: <laughs> I was a little, I mean, I don't want to read too much into social media, but he kind of like scrubbed his social media of the Yankees there for a little bit too. So I was, Mm -hmm. that was where I was like, well, if he's really cleaning, cleaning that portion out, then maybe he really isn't re-signing. And then two days later, he's back with the Yankees. So I don't really know what that move was like. Was he just trying to psych people out or I don't know, maybe he had a really good conversation with Hal or Brian Cashman or something, but. I, I thought he was going elsewhere.
3: Yeah, Ellie, there was a thing too where that, that story surfaced where he like dreamed, uh, like one day, I don't know, he was in high school or he was three or whatever that he was going to marry his like girlfriend. And I guess he did that. And then he was going to play for the Giants. And that, that story sort of like came out. I don't think he necessarily put it out there, but it just sort of did seem to be pointing that a move might be made. And you shake your head and think New York, I mean, what are the Yankees going to do as a result? Cause they're going to, you know, burn down the league. You know, they can't, they can't take that kind of abuse. They get all the players.
7: Also, Oh, oh. (laughs) you go. I'm just wondering, like, they've got three players under $300 million contracts now, too. So, like, I mean, I know they've got money to spend, but just, like, how much more money are you really willing to spend, I guess? So, like, how good are they going to continue to be? Like, yeah, you're the Yankees. Yeah, you're historic. But you're also spending a lot of money. Also, I guess I'm just used to not spending money. So,
3: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah, strap it down. Uh, yeah, the uh, yeah, and I, you can't do better than last year, and and you know, and they didn't get close last year. So I mean, spending and winning even a lot of games in their season doesn't ensure you uh, anything. Uh, any other judge reaction? We want to make sure to get to because he's the top story.
4: Yeah, let's see. Um, congrats to Austin. I mean, Aaron Judge. You know, <laughs> he um, he bet on himself and he won yeah, big he did. time. He, did. he won him an extra. $246.5 one hundred and forty six point five. One point six point five million, And that's always great. I am a agent of chaos and would have loved <laughs> if he went to the Giants or if the Padres last minute offer would have worked. Because they offered them the same deal but extra year and extra 40 mil. So like that would have been great for him too. Yeah. Also just with the Yankees. They're back to square one still. Like, they didn't add anything they didn't have already. Does mm-hmm. this mean they're going to be better than the Astros? Right. Astros lost uh, Justin Verlander, yet I don't really think that's going to hurt them as much as people think it will. He's 30. He just – he's forty soon. He's great. He's amazing. But, like, they have a pitching rotation that's still ridiculous. Mm-hmm. so congrats to the Yankees on keeping the guy they had to keep because if they don't keep Judge, you might as well just start to rebuild. Like, yeah. what, is Anthony Rizzo, John Carlos Fenton, and Garrett Cole going to combine to be the face of your franchise now? I don't think so.
3: <laughs> uh, we want the Yankees to suffer. Uh, hey, speaking of Justin Verlander, he went to the uh, New York Mets, and the New York Mets jet left Jacob DeGrom. All the um, the dominoes fell very quickly, and, and Justin, the old man, um I believe it was Tyrone, I'm sure many pointed out, uh Tyrone Palmer who said that the uh that contract is more than the White Sox have ever given anybody at any time under any term. But we're going to talk about the White Sox in the second half. So thoughts of I guess the grand move to the um to the, to the American League for quite a length of time and then of course Verlander just probably continuing his excellence uh, in New York. And he jumped quick.
4: Yeah, I like how quick that happened. Like I wish the White Sox were a team that would be like, we didn't get our right, guys, so let's pivot to the next best available option. Because losing DeGrom stung for the little bit of time they had to go well having Verlander. Like, and the thing is, DeGrom is probably the best pitcher in baseball. He's also, like in terms of injuries, a piece of paper. So that's always something to consider. So I get why they want to give him the extra years and the money for it. And Verlander is a proven commodity, has been a proven commodity forever. Has had, what, one okay season that wasn't just magnificent because it's Justin Verlander. He's like some of the best NBA players. Where it's like, come on, you can give them MVP every year, but like yeah. you, you get tired of it.
3: Dante, it's worth pointing out, you don't have to pivot when you went out and got the job done by getting Mike Clevenger. You don't have to pivot when you got Clevenger. Anyway, uh, other reactions to this, uh, to the New York, uh, uh, Texas thing. Well,
6: well, I, wa- I want to say real quick to Dante's point of pivoting. You can't pivot when there's not, there wasn't a guy that you were playing on <laughs> to begin with, which I'm almost Great certain the White Sox have no one on their radar that's any good. So their second best option is just a minor leaguer probably or nothing. So that's how every, every option goes. But I, I like it. I like the moves. I like the ground to Texas was interesting. Texas is just like slowly just building a death star by spending a fuck ton of money. And you know what? That's sometimes how it has to go. Sometimes it's cool to see it, you know, again, I, I like watching teams spend money because I live vicariously through through <laughs> fans of other teams, uh, and Verlander getting forty three million dollars a year for two years is absolutely insane, especially with how old he is. But you know, yeah. he's 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 like Tom, the Tom Brady of baseball at this point. He's just yeah. going to stay around forever, and then when he when he has to retire, he's. It, he it's he's he's unstoppable. He's he's inevitable inevitably gonna finish top three in the Cy Young voting again. And so you know, he's gonna you know, he's gonna do good on the Mets. I mean, replacing DeGrom with Verlander is probably the best move they could have done other than get like Rodon, which you know, he's still on the market, so maybe they will.
5: I have many qualms with this. Personally, um, Jacob deGrom is my birthday twin. Actually, he's like a triplet because Colleen Sullivan and I share a birthday. Um, Also, I hate Texas in general. Like, everything about Texas is just very unpleasant for me as a person. Um, Also, I don't love that the team I also root for because the White Sox are so bad now has to deal with, his brother Ben Mm -hmm. who is insufferable at all times and now Kate Upton and a very old pitcher who might be great but is also um 40 almost so I'm not thrilled about this
1: you you don't see players getting paid to that degree at at that age very much at all um it's almost unprecedented, really, but um, I'm happy for Verlander. I mean, obviously, he had the monster season, um, the unanimous Cy Young winner. So, I mean, I'm not surprised that he got a big paycheck. Um, and, um, yeah, um, I, I definitely think that the Mets you know, made made the best of a bad situation with losing to Gram there, and um, I'm, for their sake, I'm very happy that they were aggressive and you know they had a hole in the rotation and they just wasted no time um and yeah like yeah I think Jordan's comparison between Verlanter and Brady like it's not a bad comparison at all I mean it's it's, he's just about as close of a thing to Tom Brady as baseball has right now um and um, I'm you know, curious about how long he can keep it going. But I do think that's you know, as far as like a short-term sort of two-year kind of deal, I, th- I think th- this one will be a good one for the Mets.
3: Yeah, these are like Michael Jordan or LeBron James type of contracts. And, you know, those, <laughs> those are among the best to ever play. And I guess Justin Verlander is too. But, you know, let's stop being, oh, I'm so happy for Justin Verlander. He's a grandpa. He's a grump. He's an old schooler. Forget it. I'm with you, Crystal. I want to see him suffer a little bit. Uh, But, okay, speaking of grump, let's flip to an anti-grump.
7: I just want to say I think the Texas Rangers are stupid. Okay. I think that deal is so stupid. Mm. Like, good for DeGrom, but, like, when is the last time he's made 30 starts in a season? Like, yeah, he's the best pitcher in baseball, but, like, when has he not been injured as of late? Like, I feel like he's always dealing with stuff. And I feel like, yeah, throwing money at some of your problems is the solution to some of them. But throwing that much money for that long at a guy who can't consistently stay healthy, I just think is stupid. Yeah. So I just need to say that.
3: Uh You just made it on Jerry, Reinsdor- Jerry Reinsdorf's holiday card list. Allie, congratulations. You're back in. I think you got your season ticket back maybe for free. Well done. Yes, why spend? Texas, you idiots spending money, but point made. <laughs> he doesn't, he's made a paper, I believe it's already come out. So yeah, they don't care. These all spin big and spit. Uh, all right. Anti-Verlander, Wilson Contreras, who often hits balls and watches them, which is cool. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. You know, I used to care about that. Back when Albert Pujols did it for the Cardinals, I thought, oh my goodness, he should get some chim music. See, we can evolve. Even us older folks can evolve and say, hey, you know what? lighten up. Uh, so I've lightened up. But anyway, uh, going from the Cubs to the Cubs hated rival, the Cardinals, uh, Dante has a visceral reaction because he hates the Cardinals, even though he also does not agree with his father and and his father's Cub fandom. But uh, at any rate, uh, best catcher in the market. And it's sort of a loss for the Houston Astros. Houston, I think, really thought they had him in the bag. They thought they're going to trade for him last uh, or this this past summer. Uh, thought they were going to you know offer multi-year contract that was going to just get him. Why wouldn't he want to come to Houston? Well, I guess he wanted to stay uh, not only National League, but sticking to the Cubs, which I can get behind. I was never a fan, but sort of a fan now. Uh, I guess how about uh, Wilson or maybe any other p- uh, people left on the board? I guess Carlos Rodan's is one of them.
4: All right. So with Wilson, like I said, my dad's a Cubs fan. You all know this. I don't hate the Cubs as much as the usual White Sox fan does. But, like, I laughed because I'm just like, of course the Cardinals devil magic team gets – Wilson Contreras, they're just like it fits so perfectly. They screw the division rival and the biggest rival they have, and they get a really good player that the Cubs should have signed to an extension like three years ago. Like it's it's not the best thing, but funny enough, at least the Cubs are still doing things. Like they went get Jameson Tyon, who we've talked about as like we would consider signing him. He wouldn't be a bad option for the White Sox. They. Got Cody Bellinger, which they overpaid for, in my opinion. But at least they did something. Meanwhile, the White Sox said, Mike Clever a Rule 5 guy. Um, the rumors of Victor Reyes, because we like to pick up the trash heap scraps. You know. And then the Colors rolled down I will talk more about when we get to the White Sox part because that okay. has me in a mood.
3: Okay. That was uh, that was sleeper agent Dante Jones t- bringing Cubs into the conversation. But hey, why not? They have made some moves. We can talk about the Cubs. Whatever. I try. I wanted to avoid it. I want to pretend they don't exist. But anyhow, they, yeah, they have been making moves. I think uh, Melissa pointed out in her story tonight. It's like, oh, yeah, one, one the Chicago team is actually doing something. And it, it's the truth. Maybe not doing Y stuff. The Bellinger thing is a head scratcher. But uh, I guess uh, other thoughts for uh, guys who have signed or have not signed uh, uh, yet before we break and reluctantly talk about the White Sox.
5: Good for Wilson. Fully support this move. Just anything to like say, fuck you, Cubs. For <laughs> are taking like the only good player that you had left. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Chef it's, it's
3: like the World Series never happened now. They got nobody left on the
4: team. It's like. I'm just They, going, wait, wait. they have two left. They have <laughs> manager David Ross. And um, eighty-eight miles for Iowa, Cal Hendricks.
3: All right, uh, again, sleeper agent Dante Jones there checking in with us on the Cubs. Uh, Jordan or uh, someone else have uh, other thoughts about the
4: Cubs? You otherwise?
6: know, I don't like the Cardinals either. I don't I, I don't. I hate the Cardinals probably as much as I hate the Cubs. The Cardinals just rub me in the wrong way. <laughs> um, but you know, at least it wasn't. At least it wasn't Houston, because. Yeah. At that point, if they add a catcher of Contreras's quality, who the mm. fuck's gonna stop Houston? Yeah. No one. That's that's who. No, they're just gonna steamroll everyone, and everyone's gonna forget about 2017 because they built some dynasty. Because they, you know, they're they're Houston, and they're for whatever reason good now. Now that they've moved to the American League, and I hate it. Yeah. I, don't wanna, I don't want I don't want them around. Yeah, keep away from
3: the cans.
7: I have to give the Cardinals props because that is a phenomenal pickup to fill the shoes of Yadier Molina. Wilson Contreras really proved himself this last season. And I think he, he deserved the deal he got. I think the Cubs are shooting themselves in the foot right now, wishing they could have gotten a deal done with, I think it was the Mets he was rumored to be traded to at the deadline. Um Because now they just watched him walk away for nothing. Like, you know, a lot of other people have walked away for the White Sox in the past, but.
3: Um. But Hallie, they got a compensatory pick because uh, they gave him a qualifying uh, offer. <laughs> Again, that will will cue Dante in the second half. Uh, but uh, yeah. And um, hey, and they also gave him a send off. They gave him like three yeah. send offs and uh, somehow we managed to not do that for Jose.
7: <laughs> and also on the, on the topic of the Cubs too. I will say I don't hate the one year Cody Bellinger deal. I think one year is perfectly adequate. Um, They're trying to put some pieces together. I think up there on the north side, and I don't necessarily hate that. Tyone is. I think they just got to steal with that. Like picking him up is a really great deal. I have a couple of friends that are Yankees fans, and they really liked him. And I think we're sad to see him go. So I think that's you know for a team that keeps saying that they're not in a rebuild and they're just trying to put some pieces together. I I think that it might work. I hope it doesn't, but, you
3: know. Southside Sox listeners, that is sleeper agent Allie Wessel, giving props to the Chicago Cubs. Anybody else want to have nice things to say about the Cubs before I mercifully break and we talk about the White Sox?
1: I don't really have anything nice to say, but I can kind of stall so that um, we don't have to talk (laughs) about the White Sox a little bit longer. (laughs) Um, Yeah. yeah, I guess uh, about as nice as I'll get is, I I feel sorry for, like, there was a certain portion of the Cubs fan base that I feel kind of bad for, you know, watching a player as likable as Contreras, you know, go to the most heated division rival. Like, you know, if they're like, they were like part of, if they were not part of the group, you know, that was like gloating, you know, in in 2017 and 2018 during the peak of the rebuild and being like, oh, who, 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 why is Nicky Delmonico in your starting lineup and like sort of like poking fun at, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and like sort of trashing the rebuild attempt before recon ruined everything. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, Cubs fan base, you know, it's like every MLB fan base. It's pretty, pretty, pretty large. And, um, there's kind of a wide variety of personalities that you'll run into. So I mean, you know, you know, some fans there I, I feel sorry for, you know, but, you know, others not so much. And, uh, but as far as the, The contract for Wilson Contreras is concerned. I I like it a lot for the Cardinals. And I feel like just about any team that needs a catcher uh, would should be happy to have him for, for that
3: price. Stay tuned to Bleed Clubby Blue, the Chicago Cubs podcast. We're going to take a break. And believe it or not, shocking. We are going to talk about the Chicago White Sox. Why are we doing that? Well, we're going to do that. Uh, Hold with us for one minute. We'll be back with just a little bit of Cubs talk and maybe some White Sox talk. Hang with us, everyone.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
3: Bleed Cubby Blue fans, welcome back. I am Brett Valentini, your host of this podcast, uh, which I guess is grafted together with Southside Sox because it's being published on Southside Sox. Go figure, everything is in chaos with SB Nation here in the offseason, and we're just trying to roll with it. Uh, we have addressed in the first half of this podcast, many players changing teams. Uh, one major swap of Justin Verlander to the National League, Jacob DeGrom back to the American League. Otherwise, it's sort of a wash so far. We'll see where anyone else still moves Carlos Rodon and some other players still out there on the board. Uh, White Sox will not have a chance at any of them. Rick Hahn has telegraphed that very well. Uh, Melissa Sage, Molenbach, I'd like you to kick off here. You have sort of been our winter meetings, uh, uh, writer here at bleed cubby blue and i uh, appreciate all the work that you have done um your take on <laughs> white Sox and rick khan i know everybody has opinions uh he said a whole lot of nothing a lot of mish- mush stuff that he usually does uh where are you at with rick and what are your hopes for the remainder of the offseason
2: um, where am I with Rick is where I'm always with Rick is just sick and tired of the lawyer speak, the Han speak, him slinging his hash at us, um, him telling us that nobody's driving the bus, which, you know, <laughs> if you got nobody driving the bus. <laughs> we know what happens. Everybody's seen the movie speed, right? I mean, the bus is going to blow up. So, um, yeah, it, it's been a frustrating, um, winter meetings being a Sox fan because, You know, as we're talking about in the first half of the podcast, you know, the Mets had a gap. Boom, they filled it. Um, You know, so the same with the Cardinals. It's like we've had these gaping holes for years. And it's like we just sit here and we just do nothing. Or we wait for apparently everybody else to, to do things and the dust to settle. And then maybe we'll get around to doing something or maybe we'll just pluck somebody from the Rule 5 draft. I mean, it's just... I don't know how to feel hopeful at all about this season when I think it, it was today, too, that Han had some remarks about, well, you know, we had some really productive discussions. <laughs> <How are> we... <laughs> Great. I- I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed your time in vacation in San Diego just sitting around <laughs> talking to people, Rick, because it's not really doing much to make me feel good about the 2023 season.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but Rick feels good. Uh other thoughts on this ball club.
6: He's, the White Sox. He's got, he's got
3: a he's got a seat at the
6: table and that <laughs> yeah. it, it, at this point at this point that seat that seat is like fucking a lazy boy recliner with like a massager and some and some warmth to it. There's it's you know, it, it's it's warming his butt, because you know what? This team is butt and he's butt. <laughs> uh <laughs> I'm I'm, t- I'm sick and tired of this <laughs> asshole to be honest i'm 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 really sick of rick Hahn. i i've been sick of rick on but this is just like can you please do literally anything to make it look like you're trying to win yeah. a baseball season yeah. uh oh no i lost video but uh make it look like you're trying to win anything mm-hmm. anything Hell, yeah. oh, sign 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 players for a different sport. Make it look like you're trying to win something somewhere. I don't know. Yeah,
3: I... Rickon Rick is in the rumble seat, no doubt about it. It's not a seat at the table. Hey, wait, we have added two players to the active roster. We already know. I feel, listen. I already gave you the big news about this guy named Mike Clevenger, but uh, today we picked up Nick Avila, uh, a double A reliever who's had one really good short relief season. That's one double uh, A pitcher. Certainly not the craziest move. He's a little bit older pitcher, 25, 26. Uh, he's with the White Sox all year, unless the White Sox want to, uh, demote him and then offer him back to San Francisco for 50,000. Uh, so basically that's another set piece of the bullpen, uh, sort of like a signing and a signing for less than a million dollars. Wow. Uh, anybody else as excited as me about adding Nick to our bullpen? Oh, the bullpen, Rick's favorite thing. Of course we had to Of course he was
2: going to do. Yeah, it
7: was going to be a Rule 5 pick. (laughs) It was going to be somebody
2: from the bullpen. Yeah.
7: Can I... I'm just... I'm going to play devil's advocate just for a hot second. If we were going to pick up a relief pitcher at any point during this offseason, I am okay with it being the Rule 5 draft. Mm -hmm. It is laughable that that is the only thing that has happened during these winter meetings. Yes. But... I am okay with that being the Rule Five draft pick. So, absolutely. I just, just, but also, your expectations for the White Sox, like you cannot be disappointed if your expectations are already on the floor.
2: Yeah.
7: So, like Rickon not doing anything is not. It doesn't. It doesn't surprise me. Like I cannot be shocked any more than I already have been.
3: So, so they succeeded. Lumps of coal, and everyone's stocking before December even turns. And yeah, so exactly how we're going to cry ourselves to sleep. Give us a break. We 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 knew this was going to happen. Um,
7: I think he literally said today, like, "What's the point of making a? What's the difference between making a bad <laughs> signing at like, December sixth, versus
4: January,
7: and, I was, and then tried to say he the, should he know."
4: Said, <laughs> <laughs> there is no difference. He makes bad signings every day of the year. At this but, point, it is almost 365. Like, 365, <laughs> unless it's a leap year, in, in which case it's the one day in every four year cycle where he makes a somehow even worse deal than usual. I mean, yeah,
1: like, he's not saying anything j- j- just completely, you know, offensive or incorrect. Like, yes. I, I mean it's true. it's far better to make a good decision you know on January seventh as opposed to a bad decision on december seventh and yeah you know, like that's that's all accurate, but as is the case with a lot of things that he says uh what he's saying isn't well well, it might not be you know wrong per se it's just very vague and kind of obvious um a lot of times he spends a lot of time you know, answering a question by repeating the <laughs> you know, the rationale behind the question as opposed to providing like an actual you know concrete response um and you know that's that law training you know, coming in clutch there um <laughs> where you know he's able to be you know say a lot without um providing a very substantial answer and you know the reality is like yeah okay there is you know a chance that maybe he's had a couple of you know conversations that got off the ground level a little bit but you know there i can't really call it a productive conversation unless there was you know it it directly you know led to a a signing at some point or some sort of move and you know, so there his track record isn't very strong that's just the reality it's easy to see and um i i'm in position where you know i kind of have to see it to believe it at this point
3: worth interjecting here before we get more thoughts on Ricon and our dazzling off season to come uh, I believe the majority of our panel here have not been in the workforce even for 10 years, speaking as someone who has been. I can say I have not come close to 10 years at any one job. Rick Hahn has just passed 10 years as the general manager of the Chicago White Sox. There's the coal in your stocking.
5: I just want to say that anyone else in that position would be fired by now. And that's not even just general manager, like If you Mm -hmm. were just every single year, if you went Mm -hmm. in for your annual review and you're like, oh, Mm -hmm. I did nothing or, oh, I made this awful, awful trade, you would have been fired the first Mm -hmm. year. Like, Mm -hmm. my boss wouldn't put up with that.
7: Mm -hmm. Um, If if he felt that he was not the person for the job, (laughs)
0: he would step away.
3: That's what I say. Right. Every, you know, Allie, every time somebody writes December 5th instead of December five, I say, you know what, if I wasn't the right person to edit this site, I I would just, I would have, to, I would have to leave. We all would do that. You have some personal responsibility. Rick Hahn. I just, I just feel
5: like we're, we're not even being gaslit anymore. Like, at least <laughs> gaslight me into thinking that maybe something will come of it. Like, I am all for this like Stockholm syndrome relationship mm-hmm. with the white Sox, but they're not even doing that anymore. They're just like, Hey, no, no. They just like ghosted us. This is like <laughs> a, a ghosting relationship at this point where you're like trying to text him and be like, Hey, did you do anything good today?
3: Mm-hmm.
5: And they like blocked your number. Right. Like, that's how I feel he views the fans at this point.
3: Right. Yeah. And then he tells your friends, Oh, I had some good conversations, you know,
5: don't listen to her, she's just crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's,
6: like, it's like someone you went with a couple of dates on from a dating app. <laughs> the White Sox are like someone you went with a couple of dates on. And it looked really promising. <laughs> and then you had one you had one you had one really kind of mediocre date. And, and now and now you're you're kind of just texting back and forth, not really wanting to ask when the next one's coming, because, you know, it's probably not at this point because the last one was so disappointing.
3: Let me, let me continue this pain metaphor. It's like he had all of those restaurant gift certificates, the Chris Sales and the Jose Quintana's, and he just burned them in the first three dates. And now, you know, you're eating a Taco Bell if you're lucky.
6: Oh, okay. Some of us would agrees. like a nice date to Taco Bell.
5: I don't know, like the White Sox. Taco Bell makes my stomach hurt way too often, so I'd prefer to not eat a Taco Bell for every date with Rickon.
3: Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. He's just not showing up anyway. Well, maybe he'll throw a McDonald's
6: in there or a Wendy's sometime. <laughs> Get real fancy with it. <laughs> you know, someday, 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 he'll his his dad, a- aka Jerry Reinsdorf, will give him enough money so that he can go to Culver's. And but he'll he'll make you order from the kids' menu because you can't really afford that much from Culver's.
3: If you pretend the burgers aren't really small, you can just get a big sack of sliders at White Castle and it's like you did a whole lot of stuff for dinner.
4: You really didn't. I want like to get the best dog. way to describe them? A bunch of just shit. Like a bunch of we got this and 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 we got this. We got this. But none of it amounts to no. anything. No. Like and now we're all just doubled over in pain because <laughs> we just got like fed the worst bullshit ever. It's Tom's Tuesday at Sox Park.
7: <laughs> I wanna get like... Taco Bell with Rakan just so that I could potentially throw up in his car and he'd be left to clean it up.
6: <laughs> it's <laughs> like it's like you know you know how you see those this sometimes when they're like really conservative christians leave a tip on a table and it looks like it's like a ten dollar bill or a hundred dollar bill and it's really just like got a prayer on it that's what ricotta that's what ricotta is doing with the website
3: oh look it's some christian literature (sighs) it's so true okay this is
4: so good (laughs) Oh God. It got livelier.
3: So it did get livelier. Oh it hey, takes this us is talking why you're about the White Sox.
2: <laughs> hey, but uh, get excited. Uh, Pedro Grafal went to visit Luis Robert in Florida. Got to hang out at his new
5: mansion and yeah. see his batting cage. And
2: you know, that's that's got gonna to do a lot to help lived. her. Right.
6: Hey, yeah. at
5: least and I Ali will back me up on this. At least we have like a hot younger <laughs> manager now. We were thirsting over him yeah. and other managers yeah. quite it's often. not so. going to
7: be good. At least he's nice to look at. It's
5: all you can do at this
7: point.
2: I just think it's, I don't know maybe I'm just not in tune enough with other teams, but is that the kind of stuff they're putting out for them to get excited about their season? Ooh, the manager went to visit, went to visit the Mm -hmm. players at home. Like, I don't know. Like there seems to me that there should be more than that to try and get us excited about the season.
5: You see the other teams are doing things that mean something. Unlike the white Sox. I'll be honest,
3: even that, uh, Eloy, um, call, like right after he was hired or something, you know, I would have expected actually a lot more palpable excitement. I mean, I know I'm asking a lot and I mean, it, it was, it was a, a conversation in Spanish. So maybe I wasn't really catching all of the emotion there, but even that one right on the heels of being hired seemed lackluster. I can't imagine what the Louise Robert like meeting, you know, is like how long he had to stand at the door before he was even let in. I, you know, this.
7: Well, the this cameras around. out. So surely it was a little more laid back.
2: Oh, around, but we can put money to that pockets, kind of stuff. Fires. Right? Like, we can we can put our money towards going to visit players in the offseason <laughs> to see where they live and check out their trampoline. I mean, come on.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, better spend money than... I mean, like, not better spend. That's what they rather spend the money than, you know, offering Carlos Rodon a qualifying the offer last year. <laughs> and... This year, now there's rumors that the White Sox might want to go get Carlos Rodon. To which I say, you had Carlos Rodon. You literally had him. And he was just like, hey, he's broken. Let's not. And now he's proven himself. Like some other creations, like Judge, like Verlander, like Wilson, all these dudes that proved how good they were and went and got the contracts they deserved. Now, Carlos Rodon's going to go get that contract. Well, we have to... The best creation I expect the White Sox to Try to even think about getting is Chris Bassett. Mm. So we will Bassett in his glory because <laughs> I am now named Scott Boris. I have puns are <laughs> better than anything the White Sox have done in the last six months, maybe, mm. including the season, because they just sucked at that too.
5: I don't know why you're expecting Chris when we clearly have Garrett Crochet that will be
4: in the starting rotation by. Oh, expect. Hey, Crystal, expectations and reality? I expect nothing. I will get nothing. I might even get worse than nothing. Last time I expected nothing from the White Sox, I got Adam Eden.
5: <laughs> That's the White Sox motto: expect okay. nothing, get nothing. We don't need yeah.
3: to get that ugly, Dante. Okay, we're still so far. We're Adam Eaton free this offseason, so it's a much better offseason than a couple ago. Um, I guess we'll start wrapping this up, but uh, uh anyone who is connecting uh, Carlos Rodan to the Chicago White Sox in the economy that he's going to get signed in, those are instant unfollows because you know you are being fooled with there. That absolutely will not and cannot happen. So, hey White Sox, make it happen. Take the coal out of my stocking. Um uh well, okay, we uh have Sox of us still to finish celebrating. This was a rare uh, departure from our Soxivus proceedings over the last couple months. We will be doing a double Soxivus podcast uh coming up next. Unless there's some great breaking news, and Rick Hahn really has played Possum very well, and he's going to take all the co- co- coal out of all of our stockings.
5: He's getting uh, got- Dallas Keuchel back.
3: Dallas Keuchel could be coming back as perhaps get- player coach because he's such a motivator. Guys, 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 we're forgetting the best free agent saying the White
6: Sox can make because he's saying he's still on the market. He still wants to play baseball. Cole Ham.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You (laughs) mean Coke Hamels? Coke
3: Coke Hamels. (laughs) Oh, why do we follow any of these people? Goodness gracious. Um, Well, anyhow, uh, Soxivus coming up, so we'll take a departure from the offseason. But, of course, if there is breaking news, we'll break in. Hey, who knows if there's breaking Cubs news? See you, Jordan. If there's breaking Cubs news, we might break in on the Bleed Cubby Blue uh, podcast. But, at any rate, uh, I think we are still Southside Sox. Uh, We're going to go back to being Southside Sox with Soxivus. Uh, coming up and continuing over the weekend, please join us for that. It will be a lot of fun. We'll laugh not just at the White Sox, but with the White Sox or just completely independent of the White Sox. Thanks everybody for joining us. We will be back again sooner than you are ready for.